0: Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's about our boys in blue, and it's called Cop.
1: David Anthony, Tim Chris. Welcome to our podcast. Uh-huh. This is As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. His name is David Anthony. Correct. I said that already. Mm-hmm. Should we do take two? No. It's track two. Track two on goddamn
0: damn it. Track 1998. Two God,
1: 1998, uh, the year. Uh, Blade. Blade. Which I watched last night. Bill Clinton got impeached. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe. I don't know the years,
0: but you he did. You were young. i remember i remember the senate trial being on and being like i don't know what the fuck is going on yep that that uh it was a weird time i do remember uh the simpsons being interrupted because he bombed kosovo yeah kosovo remember that shit remember the big threat that Mm -hmm. was kosovo the same day as uh uh columbine oh wow I don't know why this is all in my brain, but here we are. Real, real dark place that you took
1: us to. Mm -hmm. Why did you become a person who steers the podcast conversation into a weird spot?
0: Uh, You know, uh, after this
1: podcast is over, I'll forget about you. Mm,
0: Yes, yes. Uh, What do you think about before we get into uh, uh, the subject of the song? What do you think about the song "Cop"? I
1: think it's very nice that our Patreon pledgers voted for it. I know. I was kind of
0: surprised this is the one that won. It was a very loaded poll. Uh huh. And it was like you went to Taco Bell and you're like, "I want a taco with everything you have on it," and they put the four items they have in it.
1: Yeah, but then you ate the surprising one. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? I think I think that we got them in a four down right. I think we did. Um, what do I think about cop? I think that it is a goofy song. Yes, it's. Let's a, not pretend it's not
0: pretty fucking it's goofy.
1: Most certainly a, a goofy song. I think that it is. Let's let's lay it down. Uh huh. God damn it. Yes. Maybe the best Alkaline Trio record. Certainly the. It's my favorite. I don't know if it's the best, but it is my favorite. It's certainly the one that launches this band. Yeah. Um, I think that we could pretty comfortably assign a bottom three tracks, and you can shuffle it however way you want. But Cringe, nose over tail clavicle, three of the worst songs they ever wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Southern rock, enjoy your day cop i have a hard i have have a hard time thinking that there's any song on this record that belongs in that tier in exchange for one of those tracks just
0: i agree yeah i agree um i have always felt and um you know maybe this speaks to why it's not as strong of a song i think it's really 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 hard to follow cringe That is such a perfect opener. We've talked it to death. I'm not going to go through it all again. But you kind of need something different after that. Like, you really can't match the energy and the speed and the intensity and and the way that song ends. Like, what do you put after that? I think even if you wanted to just smash cut it into another great song, San Francisco would feel way weird after that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I kind of like Cop for being. Kind of a slightly slower transition into that. I like the stops and starts in it a lot. I even like the goofy like sirens kind of cut into the beginning that don't really sync up with the beat. Uh huh. Um, Um, The guitar noise that's just like you only know how to do like two things. (laughs) Like he's just he's like he picks slides up, he picks slides down, he picks slides up, picks slides down. Um, there's a lot of charm in parts of it i think there are musical ideas that i like a lot and i think from a musical perspective i would stand by the song i think the ending is a little weak uh if i had to say one thing that i i think it does a lesser version of what happens at the end of cringe and and nose over tail yeah um but musically pretty good lyrically it's it's goofy as shit it's
1: so goofy, but I do like the idea of this being kind of a utilitarian song, like how do you follow cringe, and really the way that this song opens with all of that weird space and the noise, and then that bomb, 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 bomb. It but is very cool. It's a very cool pickup, and I think that with that in mind, kind of the subject matter of this and being just so much lighter in comparison to cringe, mm-hmm. really does in this weird sort of way set you up for the heaviness that sure. is San Francisco sure and I think that it, I think that there's something to be said too about the fact that there is so much goofiness that exists on this record oh absolutely all the way through nose over tail my little needle like times where they're being more serious with the with the subject matter mm-hmm. but nothing quite as goofy as this one
0: no, and I think it's because the goofiness on a song, it, like all those ones you just listed, is rooted in a feeling that is, you could almost view that as being self-deprecating. You oh, know, yeah. Like him kind of like, oh, this is too overwrought, so I'm walking it back. And I think this is coming from a similar place of like, I'm going to write a song about how I hate this fucking cop, but I'm going to kind of make it goofy. I'm not going to make like a screed against like the police, which, uh-huh. you know, I,
1: I never liked that band and I don't, I don't even, either. Uh, Listen, don't
0: stand so close to me is
1: all I'm saying. Sting. All right. So here's something that I've been thinking about a little bit lately. Sting. Um, I have been thinking about sting and his tantric sex life mm-hmm. and his underrated Guest appearance on The Simpsons. Just watched that episode? It's great. But this isn't about show business. This is about some kid who fell down a hole of something. <laughs> um, I think that there is something potently Midwest about the... I just said something really serious. Well, let me snuff that out sure. a little bit. Sure. Let me write something goofy especially if I'm going to, like, lay my heart out on this next track.
0: I can see that. I think it's an impulse that was definitely uh really put into me, and I don't know where that came from, but it is there. I don't know if you know about this band, The Replacements. Hmm. It doesn't ring a bell.
1: I did have this, like... Th- uh, I-, I think, like, we were talking the other day about uh, like ending better yet and yes. you know, I got some some people saying nice things to me on Twitter about it. Mm-hmm. And um and and I had that similar urge of like these are things that I've always felt. Like yeah. I you know, I, I I can separate myself from what I did enough to say like this was a good show.
0: Yeah, um, to be like the, the thing I spent a lot of time doing was of quality yeah. and substantive. And seeing people say those things
1: in a public forum was, you know, deeply fulfilling. Sure. And I'd always uh, wanted that internally. Mm-hmm. But the idea of fishing for it, like, scares the shit out of me. The idea sure. of, like embracing that in any sort of uh way is something that i have no desire to do
0: yeah i mean uh, maybe it's not actually a bad look to like fish for compliments but it feels that way and like i don't think that's what you're doing but i think there's oftentimes when you create something you're gonna get a lot of uh reaction and excitement in the beginning and at the end Mm -hmm. that's just the reality of how most people consume things. So you kind of go into it out the gate being like, I hope people listen and people are going to say nice things. and You're going to be overwhelmed and be like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? And then when you end it, it's going to be that again in a slightly different way. And I think those everything those people said was, uh, actual and genuine and necessary and true about what you made. But it does feel a little bit like, eh, fuck. I just wanted to end the thing. Like
1: <laughs> right. And I think that there's a, there's a there's a real through line with um a lot of people who make art where they want people to pay attention. They want people to buy it. They want that reinforcement that they get from the thing that they make that they know is good. Yeah. But they're afraid to push it in a way that leaves them open and vulnerable and i think that you see that expressed here in you know maybe not as as uh not as deeply rooted of a way because i think that the 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 way that it expresses musically is the fact that that one was heavy the next one's heavier you gotta do something that's just like a little bit loose and a little bit fun
0: and bright yeah and I think there is a little bit of like to dissect this song in a in an actual way I wonder how much of it is just like well I've written all these fucking songs that like came naturally about like me bearing my soul or hating my job or feeling however the fuck I feel and this one doesn't really have lyrics yeah so I'll just do this and like that's fine
1: yeah. Um, or it's just something that he just popped off like one night after drinking 15 old styles and was like "It's eh, pretty funny and like
0: th- there is that for sure and I think it's kind of hard t- to ascribe too much intent to someone who wrote maybe as a baby you dropped your rattle still <laughs> rattles you to this day <laughs> okay <laughs> you wrote those words and sing them not bad um, I see
1: what you did with the rattle
0: I will say that I'm just going to throw it out there that I'm going to say post 2000. Uh-huh. I can't imagine they played this song other no. than in full album shows. It is like of the three songs you isolated from this record, like those are the three that I definitely think don't sneak their way in really ever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it feels so like, I don't know. I think that I've, I think that I've always had a relationship with this song where I'm kind of like, why is it here? Sure. And in in thinking about this band in so many different ways, I think that this, honestly, I think that it belongs here because this is also someone who's 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had a uh, a run-in with the law, um, he, and he's lucky he's white because he would be in jail <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... You know, this is this is a little snot-nosed uh, bike messenger who hates the fact that he got caught with a bag of weed, mm-hmm. and here's his little punk band writing a song about it. Like, yeah, of, of course this is on the record.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, '97, one of my favorite songs, is probably about the same situation. Ultimately, um, yeah, I think I think that they do. They make that like I don't know if it's.
1: Exactly there, but it seems like it in the documentary.
0: Yeah, it, it seems pretty close. Uh, I was thinking about how, like, if "Cop" was the first song of theirs you heard, see, let's let's say uh, you heard "Cop" on a comp. Hmm. I would be like, I don't know if I like this band. <laughs> this is a little too goofy for me. There's it's little...
1: so goofy, but I will say that this song in the uh, "I Forget About You." And hearing Dan, like yeah. those you's use are so great. Yeah. I really hate what Matt says during that part too. It's like the like the perfect like dichotomy of this song is that it's one of the coolest parts of it is happening on one side and then on the other side, I after I'm through singing this song, I'll forget about you. Like,
0: all right. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing is like I like that and also dislike it in almost mm-hmm. equal measure. So this is a song that, as the listeners are probably gathering, I feel very conflicted about. Much like I feel about the police. I don't feel conflicted about the police. Fuck them. Uh, Remember yeah. when we got that bad review where someone's like, there's too much uh, troop bashing. I'm unsubscribing. Yeah, you didn't like the all troop the bashing. All the same points, but fuck the police. All the same points, but here. Um,
1: why? Yeah. Th- and that's, that's the thing that... I think really redeems this song for me is that um, the older I get, mm-hmm. the more uh, the more like incisive the question of why did you become a cop. Mm-hmm. Like the the more clear that becomes to <clears throat> me because that is a
0: great qu- that is the maybe the best line in the song and the best um, positioning of the thought. In the material.
1: Yeah. Because it's, you're just there to fucking ruin people's day.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what you're there to do. You can't enjoy your day, Daniel.
1: Exactly. Uh, I've been watching a lot of cops. Uh, I've been, I downloaded about 20 seasons of cops. Jesus. On a torrent. And I love putting it on in the background. Don't tell the cops they'll arrest you. That was illegal. Oh, I know. I know. I hope they don't. Well the internet's not in my name so <laughs> um but I like watching cops in the background while I listen to music because it is like it's like watching sports mm-hmm. and it's like your team always loses. True. And they always lose to a racist team. True. But there is something that's just like yeah, let me watch that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
0: I don't know how much I want to get into it here. What i we'll get is, into it as much, I think. What I'll say is this. Is that I think when I was a kid, songs like this, the um, uh, Kill Cop song by Leftover Crack, which is their best song, uh, <laughs> Cop, Cop Killer, Killer uh, you know, the Black Fucking Flag songs about cops. podcasts
1: podcast in the world. Uh,
0: all of them. <laughs> Loved it, and then you get to a point where I'm like, okay, well, you know, this whole like all cops are bastards thing is kind of boring. Like, sure, I agree, but I or you know, like whatever, this isn't that interesting. And now I'm like, eh, who gives a shit? Like, for the most part, most of my interactions with the uh, uh, police force have not been uh, awesome do i think everyone is bad no but do i think most of them are well the reason i said my complaints about the troops or the complaints i have here is that there is a type of person who takes that uh path of going into the army and then getting leaving and then becoming a police officer and there's no like de-escalation training and they just uh treat citizens that they're supposed to be protecting as if they are like murderous ravenous terrorists and that's fucking insane yeah um and that's a systematic failure that is a failure of the system that is a failure of the institution and you know if we want to have actual conversations about like what the role of the police is okay we can get into that and we can get into the theoretical goodness that exists there but in practice in the present day it is doing none of that um. Yeah. So we have to start from there. Uh, you can't talk about something being successful when it is currently failing, because then you are talking about a theoretical concept. And I think it is pretty easy to see that purely based on numbers, uh, the number of you know corrupt police officers that have been dismissed in the city in which we exist, yeah. the city in which the song was written. Uh, the amount of uh, violent deaths um, per- perpetuated by the police onto, unto the citizens, uh, I think, is a similar piece of evidence that, hmm, this is higher than it's ever been before. What's the reasoning there, yeah. especially when there are more... You know ways in which we are constantly under surveillance Uh you can constantly assess a threat from further and further away that don't rec- you know require you sure shir- shooting someone we spend so over much a dozen f- times money on the military
1: and then what do we do with that old equipment that we just replaced we just spent two
0: trillion dollars mm-hmm. to replace oh let's give it to the memphis police force perfect and, you know to extend this out and talking about chicago once again but this is also true of other uh you know places in the country um you know when we have a more robust police force and they keep getting more money as schools get shut down it really becomes a question of what are we prioritizing And, you know, if you're going to demonize crime while also closing um, young people's access to education in a system that would ideally get them out of poverty, um, you're the person who is killing them at the end of it. Uh, A person like uh, Lori Lightfoot is someone who I have nothing but um, disdain for. Yeah. I've been saying it before uh, she was elected. I was no huge fan of her. Uh, and it's just truly the election of Lightfoot is the failure of centrist quote unquote liberal people, uh, voting on image and not substance. So anyway, that is, uh, thanks for coming to the Joe Rogan experience. That's the end of my, uh, little (laughs) diatribe.
1: Uh, Yeah. I, I love to in the, you know, you mentioned very succinctly the, uh killing of of uh you know of oppressed people in our city Mm -hmm. uh and and you you did so in in a very good way that and you didn't even mention the actual shooting of black
0: teenagers that um which we have seen video of which uh the police force and the mayors tried to suppress yes um i worked for uh you know for those of you that are like well you're just a fucking you know whatever sure true don't give a shit i worked for the u.s attorney's office for many years when i was in college because i needed a job to sustain myself and i was a file clerk i worked on uh you know if you don't know who uh john burge is b-u-r-g-e Please look him up. I worked on that case. If you don't want to talk about the longstanding failures of the police force to actually police itself, why do you think they are going to do anything effective for anyone they don't fucking care about? Um, That's the end of my uh, statements on the matter. Fuck the police. Coming straight from the underground. It's it's. It, it, I I feel I, I feel like we we cover that subject
1: well enough. Um, I think that this song it's so goofy. It's so, yes. um, you know, within a within a record that's about a lot of heartbreak, a lot of sadness, death. It feels like it shouldn't fit, but within the context of Matt Skiba, the person who made this Mm -hmm. record, Matt Skiba, um, you know, a person who manages to put a lot of weird humor into the songs that he writes. Mm -hmm. This is, this is like Matt Skiba's uh, tight five. This is, (laughs) (laughs) this is, sure. This is what he does when he's on the tonight show. Um, but I do love the way that it sits in between two bummer tracks. I also think that this is one song that particularly uh, shines with the shoddy production of God I, Damn it. Yeah, yeah. The guitar sounds so just weird and there's such a lack of like tone that
0: those stops like don't feel super precise yeah and i think there's it's all very charming Mm -hmm. in its flaws and and it speaks to what i like in a lot of music which is when something gets too clean and too dialed in and where you know especially like modern production of things being on a grid where it's just like everything snapped into place and timed out perfectly like that works for some stuff but it really brings the life out of music like this Uh, i think punk and hardcore suffer from it the most um, yeah. And I think this is the type of song That if they recorded it today it w- The stops probably wouldn't be there Because there would be a, that weird kind of timing gap In between them mm-hmm. That goes into the first verse Isn't super precise It's all feel It's all groove But that's why I like it And that's why I like that record so much And that's why that record fucking changed my whole world Is because it's like I've not heard anyone else do this Because only these three fucking weirdos could do this Yep Yep. One thing
1: that I'll always love in thinking about the context of Dan being in this band, Dan learning these songs, uh, sort of, to, you know, last minute, I just love the idea that he's sitting there with those stops and he's just like, do-do-do-do-do-do. mm hmm Bing, bing.
0: Yeah, I mean it's literally just like he's playing to a different song Just because like, yeah, fuck it. There's yeah. open space, I'm gonna use it. Totally. This this song, the
1: reason they don't play it after nineteen ninety-nine, two thousand is because they come up with better songs, but this song sure. was probably so fun and when you would see them with a packed house with uh with a lot of movement in the crowd, this was probably yeah. one that was that was as much fun as you could have seen the Alkaline Trio.
0: Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Uh,
1: what do you rate this song? Three and a half. Dog, I was going to say three and a half, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to say three and a half at the beginning of this episode.
0: I was going to probably say three. I was probably going to say two and a half. But talking about it, thinking about it a little more, I think there is a strong utility. I think that
1: there is a bonus episode for our Patreon subscribers mm. who are so
0: kind. So good to us.
1: To, to to give us this song to talk about and to talk about in uh, in a way that I think really opened us up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to be said about the functional track two. Yeah. The song yeah. that is there to lighten things or let people know that hey there's more to this Mm -hmm. than what you just heard yeah yeah
0: soften the mood a little bit yeah i mean i think a lot of people emphasize like what's the perfect opener which is important but i think it's It's it's, the one too it's very easy to get a great opener it's a lot harder to have a really good track two. I don't care who you are. That's mm-hmm. a difficult slot to fill. Yeah. And, you know,
1: we have now covered the first four tracks of yes. God Damn It. And I think that, I I don't think that tracks three, tracks four, mm-hmm. five, I don't think that they would have the same impact if you didn't have this flow, the way that it does, absolutely not. Trap, I mean,
0: it totally sets it up. It's you know, a song that if you were to skip it, would really change the entire makeup of that side.
1: Yes, absolutely,
0: because because I don't think San Francisco would have felt earned. No, no. What? And I, I do think, like I said, it's a little bit of a downstep, and then you get a real downstep, and then you pick it back up. Yeah. And that's they, they do that really well throughout the early going of this. Yeah, I think that
1: it's it, it is just like the thing that I love about about God Damn it is so many of the instrumental passages that mm-hmm. happen on this, so much of the bounce that's in this band it is like the second half of cringe and the second half of nose over tail but it's this too yeah yeah, yeah. the groove that exists on the song it's it's just like it's such a fucking special thing
0: yeah They're, and i think that's that is why when this band is at their best they have that groove and it's what makes certain uh you know late 2000s early 2010s releases so frustrating for me is you don't hear it at all that bounce that feel that energy is is so important and I think you feel it even on a record like Crimson where it's a lot cleaner. Yeah. And obviously a different drummer, but like there's still some of that hiding in a song like Mercy Me mm-hmm. or a Time to Waste. Yeah. I think what you get out of cop really is the the fact
1: that this is this is a band that's used to having to turn their amps up mm-hmm. all the way to be loud enough. Sure. You know, they have to yell, they have to bang Things really hard. Um, yeah. God, I can't believe I got sold on cop. I know. It's weird how life works. Yeah. Takes you places. Um, hey, and, and no greater place than this, David Anthony. Can you take me higher? Um, this is our podcast. It's called As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Uh, we found that the best podcasts have the word podcast in the name. Mm-hmm. Think about it. We do this, we do this because we like it, we do this because we enjoy each other and we enjoy talking to each other and even even talking without a plan, without a mm-hmm. uh, set direction, we find ourselves getting more and more out of it each time we invite you to tell a friend about it, to subscribe to it on your podcast player, rate it if you have that option, maybe write a review. Um, and if you didn't like the police talk, yeah, you can say that they don't like the police and I don't want to listen to it anymore. And I say, that's fine. You're a that's okay. freaking hall monitor. Uh, you can DM me a threat. That's what they always do. Yeah, the, this guy. Oh, man, he does get threats. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, We've got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash as you were. It's this cool thing where uh, people give us a few bucks a month to help do the show and... In exchange for that, we give them some bonus audio content. Mm -hmm. Uh, We give them the opportunity to vote as we did this week and as we will next week. And you can go on over to patreon.com slash as you were and you can participate in that. Or you can just continue to get it for free because that's how it works. That's how it works now. You put out things and people get them for free and it's going to work. This, this whole economy is going to work. Mm-hmm. It's a great setup. We're not nearing a collapse. Hopefully mm-hmm. um, hopefully some corporate hedge fund comes and... Saves us all. Yeah, and then says, no more talking about the police, and then we can quit. But for now, we're, 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 we're our own enterprise, baby. We're on the battleground states of the internet. This is actually owned by Better Yet LLC. Um, oh boy! But don't worry, I pay David as a consultant monthly. True, um, I'm an employee. And we've got to talk about that. He's the CEO, off mic. CEO, CFO, CU. Next week. Thanks, Bubba.